irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Did you miss me, blackheads? I know you're saying, please don't start that. <clears throat> Thank you very much. The Academy goes to Rob Black, 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 Rob Black. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say no a lot today. 800-516-1220 calls on the air. If you ever want to call between the hours of 7 and 8 Pacific Standard Time, I'll answer your calls on the podcast. So, Blackheads, what do you think? First two months of the year, awful. January, February. After a basic, and I, I can't say this, but I kind of say this, and I think you get where I'm going at with us. After 10 glorious up years. Yeah, we had a little mini correction during the pandemic, but that correction didn't really kill us. And it didn't really last more than three weeks. So March is the first month where we're about to close out the month positive for the month. So two down, one up. Okay, let's get some results for the year, right? The Nasdaq's down 9.4%, the S&P 500 down 4.6%, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 4%. The 10-year Treasury sits at 2.45%. Bitcoin is positive for the year. Let's go back to the 10-year Treasury real quick. It's up almost one percentage point. And boy, oh boy, was there some bad news that came out on Friday. For me to talk about this and say it's bad news, it is. Mortgage rates jumped again for the second time last week, nearing 5%. I looked at my real estate values and I kissed them quietly on my phone. I was like, goodbye. In one year from now, I expect you to be lower. In large part because the big move, and again, I listened to podcasts on the weekend and there was one that it just kind of made me giggle because she's a lifetime investor in real estate. And of course she likes real estate. She's telling people you should rush out and buy real estate now. And, and I think there's some truth. If you're going to do it, rush now. No, I think people should have a plan. I think people should uh, think things through. But one month, one year ago today, I was able to get a 2.5% mortgage. Today, it's going to be somewhere between four, four and a quarter and almost 5% depending on your credit rate. That's insane. That is a big difference in one year. The cost of money. So let's say my mortgage right now is $3,000 a month. If I were to, uh, and I got it a year ago, it would be almost $4,000 a month right now. That's a big move for people. And again, put it in your situation. That, that's not my mortgage rate for the record. My mortgage, when I kissed my real estate goodbye, it's just basically saying, I think you're top, buddy. I think you've been a good dog, good dog, good dog. And real estate needs to chill now for a bit. And I, I think the market kind of saw that, but we'll see. Again, do I think it's the end? Nope. Do I think it's the pause that refreshes like 2006 to 2008? Mathematically, it should be. I'm not a betting man, but if I were, you get the idea. Streaming Hollywood's takeover is complete. Don't let the slap distract you from last night. Coda became the first film distributed by a streaming service to win the award for Best Picture. Apple TV paid a record $25 million for the movie, which follows the only hearing member of a deaf family after it romped through the Sundance Film Festival last January. Um, congratulations to Apple and Netflix and Amazon. 
they're all in the business of trying to not make movies, but to make things differently than the way Hollywood does. And let's say Netflix is more the traditional norm. I consider kind of Netflix to be more of a, a movie rental, like a blockbuster video. Um, yeah, they've, they've, they've made some strides with being legit, but Apple and Amazon have really made the hardcore strides of being legit. And this is Apple saying, we did it. So I have a question though for you. When a Hollywood studio makes a film, it feels more organic when you, and it wins an Academy Award. When you buy a film at Sundance, does that count? Like you just bought it. Apple just said, you know, we're going to pay a record amount for this film because it's charming. It has a deaf person. There's a really good chance that we could pull off an Academy Award with this. And the Monday after the Academy Awards, people are going to be talking about our movie with the, the deaf actor winning, giving it a crazy speech, wonderful speech, lovely speech. Um, but then that kind of got canceled out a little bit by Will Smith. Right now, if I'm Apple, I'm pissed at Will Smith. If I'm Chris Rock, I'm filing charges if you think it was real. Um, and if it's not, Hollywood has no right to, uh, how shall we say, morally be our police ever again. So Apple TV paid $25 million. And, you know, I, I'm not knocking this in any way, shape, or form. I, I think it's cool. But Apple's in the business of selling phones. And a $25 million purchase of a movie is how they do it. So if you're a TV producer right now, you got to know who you're selling to. Amazon's got a great big Lord of the Rings um, show coming out this fall. It's a prequel. Do we need it? Absolutely, because people are enthusiastic about that book series by J.R.R. Tolkien. I always thought if J.R. Tolkien had a seal, a baby seal, he would have named it J.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.R.
Jenny Yellen is talking about crypto. She says it has its benefits. And the Treasury is looking into the digital space. The U.S. Secretary of the Treasury said that she remains skeptical about crypto due to its use in illicit activities. The CEO of a $1.5 billion asset manager breaks down why they think the market has hit a tradable bottom. You might remember a couple of weeks ago, I would come in and say, oh, Citigroup thinks the market's going to go through seven rate hikes, and that's going to be bad. It's going to be drag. And now they think there's going to be 50 basis points in the next two meetings to kind of get there fast, sooner than later. Hey, honey, can you speed up? I really got to pee. <laughs> that's what's happening to interest rates. There's a lot of thought. I, I want to get caught up in short-term thought. I'd get caught up in long-term. Is there a threat to capitalism? Is there a threat to the tax system? Things like that. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, the Rob Black Show. Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Let's hit some of the headlines out there. Maybe some news that you can use if that helps you. Um, a couple of things that I saw over the weekend worthy of note. Apple is going to cut production of its new iPhone SE by 20%. That's pulling the stock a little bit lower in the morning trade, scaling back production in China less than three weeks after launching the product. That feels weird. So clearly, you know, Apple works, right? They have a big thing. We're going to introduce a new something miraculous it is a eye coffin and it's magical and <laughs> you're to lay down in glass when you're dead and you're going to be able to have your relatives see you slowly decay. Okay. No demand after two weeks. They're either going to cut it or they're going to trim production. That's a misstep. This feels, and again, I like the specs on the iPhone SE and I like the, the dramatic cost cut compared to the iPhone 13. So for those who don't need a supercomputer, on their, you know, little wrists on a, every couple of minutes, taking a look at their phones. iPhone SE is more than enough. And it's a way of getting people into the iPhone ecosystem, which is very, very profitable. Phones down the road, how much smaller, cheaper, faster do we need? So down the road, Apple has to do this. So the question is, did they do it because they're trying to limit how many people have that option of a cheaper phone? Or did they did it because there's not enough demand? Major League Baseball reached a $125 million sponsorship with Capital One. What? 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 Capital One has become the official bank and credit card partner of Major League Baseball. Terms of the deal were not made public, but we know it's $125 million, and that sounds well large. Major League Baseball's revenue sponsorship rose to roughly $1.7 million from $1 million during the COVID-shortened 2020 season. Don't you kind of get the feeling that baseball players are like, hey, wait, 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 we just came off strike. And two days later, after we're ending the strike, you're announcing that you're upping one of your sponsors that much. Maybe the players are getting hosed yet again. Right. Okay. So billionaires, Bruce Wayne, Joe Biden's coming for you. President Biden is tired of the Bruce Waynes of the world. Paying lower tax rates than, say, the regular citizens, the the hardworking citizens of Gotham City. I know you're saying Joe Biden's a little bit out there, isn't he? And maybe he's lost control and he thinks he's the mayor of Gotham. No, I'm not saying that. But there's a new billionaire minimum tax being introduced. It's the first time Biden has directly called for a wealth tax. The proposal will require U.S. households worth more than $100 million 
to pay at least 20% in tax on their income. So if you're worth $100 million, you will pay 20% tax on your income. This covers both traditional income and unrealized gains on investments. That's the tricky part, unrealized gains. Because let me give you an example. I own share, I own, let's say $10 million of Apple. And I've owned it since $200,000 or a really low level. But I want to hold it till it goes to 20 million. But it's a 10, oh, I should probably use these examples, right? Let's say I own 100 million of Apple. And it's still sitting there and it's lovely. And I own the stock and I'm watching it go up and down. And oh man, I'm down 20% this year. So it goes from 100 million down to 80 million. Do I still have to pay taxes on that? Nope. Now, what happens if it goes from 100 million to 120 million? I pay that tax on it because I'm unrealized gains are worth more than a million. And then it drops down to zero. Tim Cook goes crazy, climbs up in a clock tower, and he starts shooting the presidents at the G7 meeting, right? That's a hypothetical. It's not going to happen. I'm not wanting it to happen. But let's say something just awful happens. iPhones cause cancer and everyone dies. That's not going to happen. But let's say it could happen. Does the, does the billionaire get his money back? That's just a slippery slope. Um, I, I think what we need to do is if we really, 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 really want to tax wealthy people is tax them when they die. And there's no passing it down to your children or, you know, tax them billionaires 50% when they die and the kids get the other 50% or tax them 75% of the kids get the other 25%. Now this billionaire tax, there's another thing that you have to look at it as it's probably not designed to go after Elon Musk and Rob Black. <laughs> I'm kidding. Obviously I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm nowhere near a billion. Um, it's probably meant to go after corporations that don't pay taxes because the IRS technically defines a corporation as a living human being. <clears throat> That's interesting. Now, did I just put a spin on it? That's interesting for you. The proposal would require U.S. households worth more than hundred million to pay at least 20% of income tax. I don't think that offends anyone other than people who are rich and worth a, a billion. This covers both traditional income and unrealized gains, which are now billionaires used to manage and minimize their tax obligations in the first place. In the current system, you only pay capital gains once an asset sold. So the billionaire is worried you're going to have to fly commercial next year. Don't. If you've already paid at least 20% income tax, you're in the clear. If you're short, you'll need to top up um, and save a little bit more money. And so it goes a little bit further, but I, I, the minimum tax here, the idea is to raise a lot of money from the you know, least amount of people. I know that's, that, that sounds like a crazy thing. Um, how many households last year didn't pay any taxes at all? Over 50%. And now we're just saying, let's, let's get Bruce Wayne, you know, the guy who runs around in the, his underwear and pretends he's the Batman. Yeah, I get it. The White House said the plan would affect less than 20,000 households, but would bring in $360 billion in revenue in 10 years. That's roughly two times the amount of money raised by lifting the top bracket from 37 to 39.6%. So me, who's in the top bracket, let's say, hypothetically, can now point at billionaires and go, Chart, pay the day, tax them. Don't tax us. I'm just rich. 
go for the super rich. That's an interesting story, right? And um, what are the chances it gets through? I don't think great. I read a fantastic book this week, and Indra Nui. She is the former chair and CEO of PepsiCo. Her memoir is called My Life in Full. It urges companies to prioritize flexibility for workers and paid leave. Um, she expresses concern inside the book, which I found the most interesting parts about young people and how they're choosing not to have children. And it worries her. She says, one, I think that when I had my children, I felt love from the deepest part of me. I knew that it was a tether. I knew children were a tether, but it was a beautiful tether. Um, I think we need young people so that we can keep growing. If we don't have young people, you won't feel deep love. And if you don't feel deep love, how are we going to support the aged in our society? How are we going to build future consumers? So when you have a baby, it's a future consumer and it's a future going to help the elderly person. Do you look at it that way? Is that the transaction side of having children? I don't know. Some of the things that come out of my mouth. Gas prices in California, crazy high, so says a senator in the state of California, the assemblyman James Gallagher. Uh, you think? Uh, that's one of those. He just said that. Yeah. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show. I am the aforementioned Rob Black. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. RobBlackShow.com. RobBlackShow.com. So you may not like Miley Cyrus. I totally get it. I think she is well-produced, groomed for the public to like or dislike. Or something like that. But she had some comments last night that were fantastic. And I, I saw investors when I heard this. She's the queen of climbing and partying in the USA. Some fans in Brazil. I think, is that where she was last night? I'm not so good with my South America geography anymore. A lot like the American political system. United Arab Emirates are making deals with China. We could make deals in South America. We just don't. Not sure why. But Miley Cyrus um, had a uh, the Lollapalooza stage last night. A young couple decides they want to ask each other to get married. And she shares the stage with them. And she says yes. And she's all excited. And Miley Cyrus was like, woo, good for you, good for you. And I hope your marriage goes better than mine. Mine was a cursing word disaster. <clears throat> If there's anything that I teach you today, if you want to talk to your kids who may or may not like Miley Cyrus, bring this conversation up with them. Uh, what do you think about Miley saying that her marriage was a disaster? <laughs> what does that tell you? Don't get married in your 20s. I'm not telling you don't get married in your 20s. What I'm trying to say is try to marry wisely. Believe it or not, it's in my notes <clears throat> that when young people call me and email me and say, hey, I've got $4,000 to invest, what should I do? I'm like, well, here's 10 things you should do in your 20s. And it includes an investing plan, but there's some other things as well. Continuing pursue education to get a higher paying job, things like that. One of them is marry wisely. Um, now, I don't really want Hollywood telling me what to do when I see 
fake Will Smith get fake angry and slap fake like Chris Rock. It's I don't want them telling us what to think. And I'm not telling you what to do when it comes to getting married. I'm just saying there's a financial consideration there. Elon Musk is giving serious thought to building a new social media platform. That was one of the most interesting PR kind of things that came out over the weekend. Yeah, there's a couple things. There's a triumphant of news coming out of Tesla. They're considering another stock split, potentially to introduce a dividend. Interesting. Are they slowing down where they should be returning capital to shareholders? Or should they use that money for more growth? Or is that Elon Musk's way of saying, I got a lot of shares, I'd like some cash flow out of it. With Elon Musk, you never know what the correct answer is. But the second thing that came out of Elon Musk is he's got COVID again. The third thing that came out of Elon Musk was that he wants to come up with a social media platform that basically builds an algorithm that filters out the Republican silliness of Fox News and the Democrat silliness of NBC, MSNBC. And I don't know what else I can say about that without getting someone's push buttons pushed. But I like the idea. Do it, Mr. Musk. Um, Because what we have right now are algorithms that promote eyeballs with fake news or with uh, celebrated uh, and not just the facts, ma'am. Look up, Dano. Anyway, um, lots going on. Another call for strikes. Do you remember a couple years ago we went through a livable wage that came slightly after the whole Occupy Wall Street? I know you're saying, let me think about everything here. The Me Too movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. The Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, But did you forget the one, the livable wage rage and the Occupy Wall Street that that went through. 48,000 grocery workers voted to strike if needed when seeking higher wages from stores owned by Kroger and Albertsons in Southern California. Is 2022 the breaking point or was it 2020 2021 where we broke because of COVID and we really saw grocery workers as thank you for coming to work today and putting the melons on the shelves for us. And pig slaughterers, people who cut the heads off pigs and bleed them out so we can have yummy, delicious bacon. Thank you for dealing with COVID in your factory and slaughtering those cows and pigs for us so we could have lovely, delicious bacon and hamburgers. We kind of saw the food chain as like, we appreciate it. Now they're saying, well, thanks for appreciate it. Now unionize us. Ooh, I don't know if we like you that much. <laughs> like, that's kind of a big invite there. But that's what Wall Street's going to be dealing with. When you look at companies with unions and companies without unions, you tend to see higher cost structures with companies with unions because the workers are more qualified. They're more guaranteed. They get more time off. They get more perks and benefits, which cost corporations more money. But the corporations get access to talented workforces. Hmm. Interesting, right? So one of the sad things about the pandemic and speaking of things that came out of it, I think there's a strong willingness for unions and that could change the cost structure of corporations and that cost structure changes could change the way I approach investing. Um, But another thing that came out was that we had a chance for major universities to really look at their curriculum and say, we need higher skilled worker uh, employees in America. Students need to have jobs when they come out with all the student debt. And it's a weird structure because to get someone highly skilled, it's like a baseball player. You know, you get a, you get a, 
at Chile and you get a young player who's like, or Dominican Republic, and you get an eight-year-old who can swing a bat or throw a baseball 100 miles an hour. And baseball will invest them in, kind of like groom them. They'll have farm systems in these foreign countries that, that groom young children into star athletes that they can use as a talent pool. I think corporations should start paying their fair share. If Apple and Microsoft and Google and Facebook want talented virtual reality workers, I think they should make a partnership with Berkeley and Stanford and say, you know, we're going to be heading up big buildings for you and lots of computers for you to use, but we want first access. And then you're like, oh, that's not really fair because you're basically, but you were taking some of the cost structure off the student from educating themselves. Can you imagine if a Dominican Republican player had his mom and dad had to spend a million dollars to get him into peak physical shape so that he could be drafted, make $150 million a year? It's not going to happen. Yet we have this this structure. Like, I've got a friend, and she she defriended me because I laughed at her about her wanting to become a full time investor when she's really a photographer and a building property manager. But during COVID, she got into the whole day trading thing with Robinhood, and she was ready to quit her job for it. And I kind of, I, I didn't mock her. I just said, "This is what's wrong, and this is going to end badly." And it did end badly. But when she had a kid out of wedlock uh, sixteen years ago, I was like good for you. She was a friend. And I, I, you know, I was like, you've got a beautiful daughter. And she decided that the boyfriend, Corey, wasn't going to stick, ever become a husband. So he's, she's pushed him out of the child's life. And I'm like, "Eh, not so good, but I I get it. I get it. You're never going to marry. And you're trying to stay, whatever your business, your business. But then when her daughter turned like 12, 13, and she started asking me more questions about um, investing, I said, do you plan for your daughter to go to college? And she goes, no, 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 She instantly had an answer that it was going to cost too much money. And working as a photographer and working as a building property management didn't really open doors like that. And she wasn't going to be the stage mom who pushed her kid to become the great Maddie Ziegler dancer and then get a, a college graduate, college scholarship for dancing. She wasn't, she wasn't going to spend the money to develop the talent. And she wasn't going to save the money to develop the talent. Like, man, you just really kind of put your daughter in the same track that you're going to be in a blue collar like job where you're going to be a admin existent existent for white collar investors who invest in real estate and you help property manage for them. And um, I think it's an interesting thought that colleges should start. We should start thinking about someone other than the student taking on that $100,000 of debt. Um, that's just my thought when it comes to college. You know, Should we wipe out debt? Joe Biden says, yes. Joe Biden says, I can't do it. Joe Biden says, I don't think it should come down to the president wiping out debt. I think it should come down to corporations. If they want access to talent, they should pay for it. But then again, that starts to kill innovation. So what if you're the next you know, Facebook and you're like, well, we can't really have a Stanford unit or a Stanford department. So but we want access, but like the military, they do something kind of funky, right? They say, give us three years of service after we give you, we'll give you a good education, either in like radar training or computer services. Uh, Maybe you'll be a military police officer and you can go to law school and people will like your discipline. And there's kind of a weird, you can play with the U S army military and they'll pay for your college with the GI bill but you owe them three years of service afterwards. It's not quite that pure, but that's a little bit more. I 
kind of what my liking for where I think American education should go. It shouldn't just see during the pandemic, Harvard and Yale got it wrong. Um, they kind of kept things status quo. Yeah, they moved a lot of classes online. And what we should have done when we sent a lot of classes online, we should have kept that model for a lot of classes that should be online. How many times did you show up to a professor's class in college and he just gave the same old blah, blah, blah that he's given a hundred million times. And he, he was online. He could do it better with audio and video examples and with charts and graphs. That would free up the real estate at a college to do a different class. How many uh, teachers have 10 students in their class versus 3,000 online? It, it's just, we're in a messed up, wonky system that fails to change. Like, again, sounds familiar with a lot of things in America, right? Systems that we've kept around for too long that we're just too comfortable with and we don't like change. Anyhow, and anyway, I am digressing blackheads. I'm going to force that. I'm going to make that an issue. Fans of Rob Black, blackheads. <clears throat> and we'll always play Back in Black by ACDC when we get together as fans. <laughs> no. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I work with EP Wealth. If you need a referral to a financial planner, find me at epwealth.com. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Tesla pursues its second stock split in less than two years. Big headline story today. Tesla CEO Elon Musk was ranked by Bloomberg Billionaires Index as the richest person in the world. He was asked an interesting question. Um, And he said, no, I'm probably not the richest man in the world. He said, it's probably Russian President Vladimir Putin who deserves to be the richest man title. Um, He says, I think Putin is significantly richer than me. Interesting though, right? How to go from a government worker to the richest man in the world. Uh, staggering what power and corruption does. Home prices soared almost 19% in 2021, but 2022 is looking a little bit different. There's reason buyers have struggled to purchase homes since mid-2020. Home prices have risen steadily over that past year and a half. Will home prices get more affordable is a big question. Home prices were up 18.8% for the year of 2021. That's the highest increase in 34 years of data, and it's much higher than 2020's 10.4% growth. The Federal Reserve has talked about rate hikes for a long period of time, playing out over the next maybe 24 months. And we're already seeing mortgage rates skyrocket compared to year-ago levels. But housing inventory continues to be incredibly low, and the home builders are saying commodity costs are so high, We'd like to build more because we know there's demand, but it's going to be a more expensive house that we're going to sell. So I think that's a back headline kind of story. I'm not saying the British are coming. The British are coming. I'm not saying the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Mortgage rates keep spiking, freaking out. a very anxious housing market. I think 4% mortgage rates were bad. Now we're talking 4.95% on Friday of last week. That's the second dramatic spike after rates hit 4.72% on Wednesday. On Tuesday, by the end of the week, they were at 4.95%. That should dissuade some buyers ahead of the normal busy spring housing season and just increase the anxiety. 
the average monthly payment for a 30-year $300,000 loan would be around $1,600 at 4.95%, but it would be only around $1,300 for a 3.4% mortgage. So you afford a payment more so than an interest rate. If I were a betting man, if the Federal Reserve raises rates for the next two years, whether it be quickly or slowly, but the idea is that we move back to three and a half percent range. If that, and ifs and buts were party and nuts, oh what a oh, if and buts if ifs and buts were candy and if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh what a party we'd have. Okay, that's where that one went to. But you can see for the average person who's taking out three hundred thousand, there's a big difference in two weeks. An extra $270 a month. So let's just call that $3,000 a year. The average American who's buying the average house makes $56,000, $55,000 a year. And you're telling me he's going to spend another $3,000 a year. That's the, the math is it's really janky there. Now, again, someone's going to step in, whether it be investors or whether it be the average person. That's where you go, well, prices could go higher if investors continue to go, I'll throw down anything for this. I wouldn't be so quick to throw down anything. Elon Musk is giving serious thought to building a new social media platform. He responded to a Twitter user's question on whether he would consider building a social media platform consistent of an open source algorithm that would prioritize free speech where propaganda was minimal. It's all math, right? When you look at what television stations did, they had this FCC granted license so many years ago, and they were making so much money in advertising that you know, the government says, well, you should do a public service and put on six o'clock news, and they did. And then they turned it into a 24-hour thing, and they made a lot of money doing it. And they said, you know, if we uh, prioritize opinion versus fact, we can even make even more money. Because people don't need 24-hour news. There was a point in time, if you ever look at Ted Turner's career with CNN, he's a fantastic American cowboy. And I mean that not like he's liberal or, or concerned. I'm not just going that direction with it. What I'm going at is a uh, super wealthy dude, and he comes up with this idea on CNN, a cable news network. If everyone in the country is going to have cable because it's better signal than broadcast television on over terrestrial um, airwaves. Cable going directly. So he comes up with CNN and everyone who had CNN, everyone who had cable paid them because he he was providing the international news. And then he comes up with CNN two. And then he comes up with CNN headline news, uh, CNN world. Very, 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 very profitable. And what's interesting is between CNN and CNN two, there was this, there was this time, there was this moment where everyone told him, you're going to go bankrupt if you do that. And he kept expanding it because he saw the vision of if we turn it into opinion, we can make even more money. And now we wonder why local newspapers are failing really consistently. Um, and it's funny because billionaires between Republicans and Democrats, they tend to buy different things. Republican billionaires tend to buy sports teams. Democrat billionaires tend to buy newspapers. <laughs> newspapers continue to die off even with all that support. I don't know if you saw, but um, BuzzFeed just did a, did a big round of layoffs. And BuzzFeed has won some legitimate, legitimate awards. I know you think of BuzzFeed as, hey, the top 10 things celebrities are eating today. 
It's a little bit more than that, but I digress. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm the aforementioned Rob Black. Thanks for listening. Need a referral to a financial planner? Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show.